This is your favorite character sucks with John. Oh, we're going, we're rolling. Matt. And Brandon. A podcast where we look at characters in our favorite books and decide which is the best. Well, not just books, right? Movies, TV shows. Any form of media, really. Yeah. Right. How does one determine? How does one determine media? How does one determine what the best character is? Well, with our extensive literary knowledge and a level of confidence possessed only by an American man, we can, we discover, can discover the answer to any question. question. Before we begin, my conscience would not let me go on without first saying that this podcast has assumed you are familiar with the series being discussed. If you haven't read, listened to, watched, or gone on an acid trip that has revealed to you the plot of the series under discussion, then you should stop listening now until you've read or watched whatever we're talking about. You have been warned. On today's episode, Mr. Samuel L. Jackson. Over a hundred mother characters and counting. So are we going to ever talk yes. about Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah. Let me start by saying... Wait. Is that what we're doing today? I thought we were doing Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan? It's funny that you mentioned that because I was going to bring that up. Oh, okay. So I always have to start by saying something. Don't bring it up. I always have to start by saying uh, that I got to start by saying something. Mm. <sighs> and so I'm not going to I'm not going to throw shade because honestly, I feel like something's going on in that dude's life. Like You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know what's happening, but... To completely... Ghost you seems pretty. We're cutting this from the cast, right? No, I'm going to include this in the podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. This episode, we. And the reason I want to restart it. God damn it, dude. At some point, that'll get stale, but. Not yet. (laughs) Absolutely not yet. Maybe Um, in season two, it'll be old, but. We'll change it up. Yeah. Season two, you'll say. I'll I'll, I'll always know when it starts. In season two, you'll say, is it over? Are we ending now? I think we don't discuss it. Yeah. If it doesn't happen organically, we'll 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 onto a new thing. It'll be just as shitty and <laughs> stupid. And stupid, yeah. Um, so we don't have a guest on this episode. This is going to be our first guestless episode, right? Yeah. We're going to have mm-hmm. one guestless episode at the very end. But this, we wanted to have a guest. Um, we had a uh, we had a friend who, or, well, someone we knew in high school. Someone I knew in high school. Y'all didn't even know him. Huh? Yeah, I don't even know who this human is. Uh, you know, stayed in touch on Facebook. You know, he supported me um, on, on my YouTube channel. John gets lit. He good plug. He supported the podcast. Uh, he shared all of our first like four or five like four or five episodes, and so I was like, "Hey, dude, is there a topic that you want us to cover? And would you like to be in it?" He was all for it. He wanted. He said uh, we wanted to do an actor specific episode, and he said Lindsay Lohan, and you know that threw us. But we thought it'd be fun. We did our research. We watched the movies. I watched several Lindsay Lohan movies. I was fucking ready. I watched like a forty five minute E documentary on Lindsay Lohan. We collectively watched. I know who killed me, which was oh my quite, god, quite I know an experience. Who me. That was so good, a good yeah. film, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Can we just do the Lindsay Lohan podcast now? Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, as anyway, much as I, um, I would love to, no. And then you know, running up to it, Erica was like, "I think he moved out of the city." Like a week before, and I was That's like, what she told me. That and I was sense. like, I don't know, but I mean, I said he's been responding in the group, and we've been talking about meeting up and stuff. He hasn't said anything against it. He he picked the time, he voted on the time, and all that stuff. He kept laughing at things we were saying and like, you know, all this stuff. And then finally, like the day before or maybe two days before. It was soon. Because you were asking if we were going to go eat. I was like, hey, did you want to come eat with us? Uh, Didn't really respond to that. Then I was like, we're going to meet at this time. Can you meet at that time? Didn't respond to that. He just all of a sudden after I like tagged him, it would just stop responding. Just completely ghosted. 
Regardless, that's not where regardless, we're talking about. Yeah, we're not, he, he dipped, so that's why we don't have a guest. And uh, we're not going to do Lindsay Lohan because we decided to do somebody else, which is Samuel. Who is Samuel? Wait, which is? Who is? Who's this in who? Jeopardy? <laughs> like, what are you, what's going on here? So we're going to do our first actor-specific episode where we talk about... This is really the first one, huh? The first actor-specific mm-hmm. episode. We're trying to have a variety, and uh, we're achieving that. Gilmore, episode of the Gilmore Girls will air before this one. So what's so different about Samuel L. that makes it variety? What's different about Samuel L. Jackson between him and Gilmore Girls? Yeah, I'm just curious. What do you think so different? One, he's male. Okay. Two, uh, Yeah, it's covering an actor across various different stories rather than characters within the same story. So I should not start this because I'm pretty certain that my character is the best character. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm go second claim. or last. This man's got a lot of rules. I'm gonna go second or last. Okay, so who's he does first? A, that dude makes four or five movies a year. No, that dude is in a shitload. He, of he has made four or five movies a year since he started. Ninety since birth. Earth? Yeah. Really? Seriously. And I hear a lot of great stories. I, I was listening to uh, to an interview where what was his name? God dang, from In Living Color. Uh, I can't remember his name right now. Anyway, he was telling a story about acting on Off-Broadway with Samuel Jackson. So Samuel Jackson has been acting on stage and doing all kinds of stuff forever. I also feel like he barely ages. That dude's like 60. There's movies from 15 years ago or whatever where he's playing like a much older dude. Yeah. yeah like the one true. I'm covering. Yeah. And then he'll do like a movie this year where he looks 20 years younger than that yeah. character. True. Are you doing a uh, Black Snake Mom? Yes, I am. So am I starting this off? Yeah. What's the character's name in that? His Yvonne. name is Lazarus. Oh, true. Pretty yeah. badass. Yvonne is going to be upset with you, dude. Why? Why? I'm just, you didn't see the Instagram? Uh-uh. Are you saying Miss Taylor? Yeah, Miss Taylor. I'm very upset. Did she shit on him? Yvonne. She was like, she was like I like his... Ca- we'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll, we'll plug her in a minute, so I'll cut this out. Okay. We'll talk about why. Did you rewatch it? Yeah, I did. Okay, good. I just watched it. Okay, good. Yeah. Because last time I watched it was in like high school or something. That's a pretty old movie. All right. Yeah, I'll let you do it. I'm going to tell All him. All right. So I'm covering Lazarus Jackson. Uh, from Lazarus. Black Snake Moan. Or they just call him Laz. Yeah. Uh, but I went with weird. that. The guy in the Bible, the Lazarus, brings people back from the dead or got yeah. brought back from the dead? The Lazarus pit. Yeah. That's a I Batman. think that's actually the original reference. Yeah. No, it, it, Lazarus in the Bible. No. no the I Bible that, got it from Batman. Yeah, no, they got it from oh. Rish. <laughs> Rish is far, far older than the Lord of the Bible. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean. That guy's been around for a while. Yeah, he's, he's not Vandal Savage, but he's been around. Jesus Christ. Rish was like, hey, uh, Jesus. Okay, let's stop save, this. save it for the Batman episode. Save it yeah. for the Lord of the Bible. Let's talk about Jesus on the Batman episode. <laughs> All right. Initially, I said I would I would cover this movie just because it was one of the most random ones I could think of. But then, actually, upon watching it, I decided to stick with it because I think it's one of his more unique roles. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, because we just said he's been in freaking... Talking because of the music? Hundreds of movies. And he gets typecast. And yeah, he definitely gets typecast. He's usually like pretty intense and angry, I think. As soon as a screenwriter finds out that he's in a movie, the word motherfucker appears in the oh, script yeah, absolutely. way more than it did before he was added to the project. Yeah. Is that a problem, though? No, it's, that's I, great. I like it, yeah. And, it and don't get me wrong, he still has some of that in this role. He is still like pretty intense and angry at the beginning when you see him like almost stab his brother in the neck with the beer bottle insane but it's after kind of coming down from that intensity that that you see a softer side of him which is why i went with it because i feel like you don't see that in many of his other roles he's like taking care of this woman who's an addict 
Yeah. yeah. That's how you know this film's old. Yeah. It's also got Justin Timberlake in it. Yeah, that's, which is pretty random. also how you know it's old. He was trying to start an acting career. Yeah, that's true. I don't know of any other film that he's in besides In Time, which yeah, has Amanda Seyfried like a couple From Justin and Kelly? Is that the same guy? I oh, don't. Yes. Oh, no. That was Justin Verlander from the Houston Astros. I don't think so. Justin's just a very popular name, I guess. Is he? Yeah. Yes. What are the Justins? Justin, I think that's Justin, Justin Long. Justin Case from the... Uh... Okay, go ahead, though. Yeah, so... <laughs> so, anyways, even though he's... Uh... His methods are a little questionable. He is, he's taking care of this woman and like he's very devoted to seeing her heal. Mm-hmm. And he's also a blues musician, which is really cool. I did like that. Yeah. I did like that. We are going to have to he does, get He does a good ass job. Yeah. We're going to have to get into the message of the film though at some point because uh, I was kind of, when I rewatched it, I was like, what is this movie trying to say? I, I don't know if I'm down I didn't like the ending. Say. I didn't like the ending of the movie. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, but we'll get into that later. But yeah, yeah. So seeing Sam as a musician is cool. Yes. I agree. And seeing him as like. It looked kid. like he might have actually been playing the guitar. I was he curious was, about that too. I, they were. I they were. Was they were yeah, they were. They showed his fingers. I mean, him with his fingers. Like it wasn't yeah. like zooming I mean, on the guitar. That doesn't mean anything. But I, I believed it. He's singing, definitely I, I, singing. I wanted. He was definitely was singing. Voice, and it oh, sounded good. It. Yeah, it was. Well, good. He, he sounds good. Yeah, without yeah. a doubt. All right. I mean, I can go next, or yeah, go ahead. Jules Winfield from uh, Pulp Fiction, which for me, I mean, I was young, but Quentin Tarantino's Pulp. Fiction. It's Quentin Tarantino, Pulp yeah. Fiction, yeah. I was young when I first saw it um, because my dad did not care what I watched. As Yet long again, as, yeah. Yeah, as long as it didn't have, like, a lot of nudity. So, I mean, like, I saw, like... On the borderline, though, right? So, I, I think there might... I feel like there is nudity in that movie. So, maybe I maybe I just watched it at his house without any supervision. You know what I mean? Like, just saw it. I know it was definitely close. I mean, that dude showed me Terminator 2 when I was, like, five. I mean... Terminator 2 is fine, though. It's bloody as hell, man. Yeah, There's a lot it's of like, shit. we're in America, dude. Anyway... <laughs> oh, man... <laughs> Jules Winfield, uh, first time I saw him, yeah, it was definitely at my dad's house. It must have been late at night on HBO or something like that. And, uh, yeah, he's just so freaking badass. Like, he's just really cool in that role. Mm. First time I ever saw Samuel L. Jackson, and it just left a mark. And I feel like it is probably the first time that a lot of people saw him. Like, you know, Quentin Tarantino and Samuel L. Jackson, it makes sense they work together so much because both their careers sort of get jump-started by Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll talk about Quentin Tarantino, how I feel about him a little later, because I think it's necessary. Even I'm going to talk about Samuel Jackson's sure. Quentin Tarantino character. Is um, that the most quotable? I don't... There's so many quotable characters. Everything Samuel Jackson says is quotable, dude. Like, we'll, we'll talk about that too, but um, I think that that is the best role that Quentin Tarantino has given him. I think it's the best role that anyone's ever given him. Like, you he's, so? he's like, it's a great character. Um, and Samuel Jackson owns it. And, uh, I mean, no one, you could never see anybody else playing that role. No, no one could play that role except for him. Like, it's just so good. Nobody? I don't know. Nobody? I don't, don't want to see anybody else in that role. He's so good in it. Um, all right. So, yeah, Jules Winfield, Pulp Fiction. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then where have you been? I'd say there's a lot of people who maybe haven't seen Pulp Fiction. I don't know any of them, but certainly yeah. they must exist. Ten-year-olds who just watch YouTube all day. And even I, them have probably... Even I, they have seen, like, memes clips. and shit. Yeah, clips. I don't want to be exclusionary is all I'm saying on this cast. That's fine. So anyway, speaking of exclusionary <laughs> and uh, excluding people from the Jedi Council... <laughs> Mace Windu. Look. If we're talking about power level, no question. Mace Windu. Yeah, Mace Windu's gonna beat up... What beat if Jules, up, what if beat Jules, Jules just casts that dude? You can't, though, because, I mean, look. Oh, he'll just stop the bullet. He'll just stop the bullet with the force. Yeah. It's so simple. Mace Windu, 
just what if Laz just chains him up and even you know, I think gets him to forsake the Jedi ways for Christ. Oh my God! Yeah, he gets Mace to turn to Christ. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're talking about two separate universes. Here. Anyway, yeah. but it's insane because even though you say Jules can't be separated from Samuel, I feel like Mace. Oh, Mace no. You literally cannot. No, no. I could like maybe see someone else possibly even if it's a very small chance yeah. but when you think about mace windu there, there's literally just no way yeah it cannot be any other human is, being is that his most subdued role because he's very subdued in it right he's he's more chill he's I, got a different voice in it he is a little bit chill when but i listen to it he sounds like an octave higher like he, his voice sounds a little higher whenever you think he's, so yeah when i was watching clips i don't know i've seen but i think that's because there scene. there is a lot he's not putting on his badass motherfucker voice he's putting yeah. on like but he a, is though he but he is absolutely. Well, he's got the face. The fade, the look is still there. Yeah, in the Jedi robes and stuff. Yeah, I know mean, his face. I mean, yeah. he's, he's still very like authoritative. Oh, he's absolutely. just not yelling. Yes, yes, it's the thing. No, when he, when but he's always there to like shut down Anakin. Please tell me he's being oh, a little that's bitch. Such a great thing. No, I, love I love this man. I love his role in the prequels yes. so much. And after, and it's not only that. It's I feel like his performance because that the the films came out before yeah. like all the spin-off stuff where we love mace and i feel like oh, a lot man. of that got pulled from who samuel cartoon. oh yeah oh, no exactly attack of the clones early 2000s cartoon by the creators of samurai jack if you have not seen that you need to find it i don't know how you and find that's what it i feel it's like so good and mace windu has such a badass role i feel like samuel like the way he was yes. is what led into it, it that shaped character. the character that's oh, what i'm which, saying and so yes. he's responsible continued on to well, the cartoons you, yeah anytime sure. you watch a series and you see like the a character is a small role and then the role continues to grow most of the time that's because the actor has made that character it yeah. is it's necessary for that character to grow you know what i mean yeah the most powerful what does he say to Anakin? martial jedi of all time we'll be right back to your favorite character sucks after the short break Samuel L. Jackson has enchanted us for decades. He's convinced us that burgers are tasty, he's helped us discover why there are so many snakes on certain aircrafts, and he's even helped to assemble the Avengers. But the thing that's most amazing about Samuel L. Jackson is the actor's virility. I bet you'd be surprised if I told you that Samuel L. Jackson is 56 years old. And that's because it's not true. He's actually 67, which is also not true. Samuel L. Jackson in the year 2020 is actually 71 years old. How does he look so young and stay so active? Well, Sam, as I like to call him. Oh, wait, I can't. No, I can't call him that. Okay, uh, Mr. Jackson is finally letting the world in on his age-defying secrets. It's called the motherfucking method. If you subscribe to the motherfucking method by signing up at motherfuckingmethod.com, you'll discover tips and tricks to stay as youthful as uh, Mr. Jackson. And our listeners are lucky enough to receive a couple of Mr. Jackson's tips free of charge, straight from the man himself. It says here that step one of the motherfucking method is to be, be black. Because black don't crack. Okay, that can't be right. Uh, okay, well let's just move on to tip number two. It says here this is stay youthful. You never say no to any project. I mean, like that kind of makes sense. And the final tip that Mr. Jackson was nice enough to share with us, as long as you're the highest grossing box office star of all time, you, you're gonna look good. I mean, these don't, how are these gonna help us? So visit themotherfuckingmethod.com and sign up to receive monthly tips for youthfulness today from the 71 year old man himself. Samuel L. Jackson. I'm Mr. Jackson. Hey, 
anyway, so uh, let's talk about something so far removed from Jedi and space and yeah, uh, space opera. Let's let's talk Samuel about Lazarus. Role. Let's talk about oh, okay. Lazarus. Lazarus. Okay. Because right. I think it's most fresh on my mind because I I watched it the other yeah, day. Do, all... do you want to cut to the controversy first, or do you want to just talk more about? Well, let me hear the controversy. Well, because I did rewatch the movie and I liked him in it, mm-hmm. but I do feel that the movie's message is one of like slut shaming and like sex you know outside of the marriage is bad and like it, it felt okay, very, it well, felt that's very why I patronizing like, to women that's there was why a lot of like suspension of disbelief that had to go on I don't know about suspension of disbelief it they just were really like, talking about how she had like some sort of disease that made her like it was like she, she had a succubus like or yeah. some sexual demon inside of yeah, her he, I was like, he was like he was performing an exorcism well that's how they're describing it because they're religious but I mean yeah, no, basically she clearly had sexual based trauma which yeah yeah that sure. actually does come out in the movie yeah for sure she explains that her mom's boyfriend like sexually abused her or whatever right and so that's when she blew up in the supermarket or whatever. yeah also though the movie starts with that that black and white you know a musician talking about uh, blues comes from a broken heart in her yeah. relationship or whatever so she had a broken heart samuel jack's character broken heart i like the way that that's constructed yeah and i think them together like kind of trying to help each other yeah. heal is he needed someone to help exactly like she because help. he she obviously needed help very badly yeah. and his approach was pretty intense i think it maybe goes beyond intense it's I mean, a little it was... it's psychotic <laughs> chaining someone to a radiator is psychotic he chains her to yeah. a radiator to Be- prevent because... her from yeah, because immediately after like breaking up with his wife, he's he's kind he's of in a crazy up. place. Yeah. Oh no, without a doubt. But then like their relationship grows and he does legitimately care for her. Oh no, absolutely. Um And that's why I said, you know, I like it because you see like a kind of softer side of him. There's you see, a range in the character. You see his emotional side as uh, he's like he goes through he's like playing his music and he's very depressed after his wife leaves him which is pretty interesting mm-hmm. to see samuel in that role and then he's acting as like caretaker uh but also like letting himself be vulnerable mm. to her so she can kind of help him in return because he explains how like he always wanted a kid but his wife aborted it so this is kind of like him finally getting to be a parent. Oh, man. That was messed that. up. That story about his wife doing that was really messed yeah. up. Yeah. So again, though, it does seem to have a very strong, like, Christian anti-feminist message. It is very because Christian. Because, I mean, they're dogging a woman who had an abortion. Yeah. We don't know why. She, we don't get her side of the story. We don't know why yeah. she had that abortion. It's like a man who's like, my wife had an abortion. Yeah. All we know is and that now I'm gonna she did save didn't... this slut from her. You know what I'm saying? Like, it can be read that way. And I'm sure some people have. So what, what was I didn't film made two thousands a long time early two thousands maybe so at first I because I forgot how it ended actually when Back I was watching sluts it. for sluts you know what I mean and yeah I didn't I didn't <laughs> think it was that, please <laughs> I didn't think it was that. necessarily going with the slut shaming route yeah. I thought it was just you know kind of dealing with addiction yeah. until the end mm-hmm. when they're like okay you guys clearly you know need each other so what are you gonna do about it and they immediately get married and I'm like literally just. 30 minutes ago, Justin Timberlake was calling her a bitch and calling Samuel L. Jackson the N-word and shit. Oh, shit. Huh? Had, a, had a gun to his and head. Instead of dealing with his issues, you're immediately going to like convince them to a, get married? I thought there was a Are you saying that Justin Timberlake said the N-word? Yes. yes. Can- cancel him. Cancel him now. Yes. Not in a movie, obviously. I feel as though there was a time skip there, though. Is no. That, you know what's interesting about There are so many times in that movie where I thought there was a time there skip. Isn't? Is that what you're saying? 
But then they talk about how it, they've been together for like a week, her mm-hmm. and Samuel Jackson. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I thought like they were living together for a while you know, and really going through this recovery. The whole movie takes place over a week. I don't know who wrote Black Snake Moan, <laughs> but I know that the person who wrote uh, Justin Blake's dialogue, Quinn Tarantino actually came in to write Justin Blake's dialogue. <laughs> Just that one part. Please. Let me, sli- let me slip some uh, words in this script. Also... <laughs> There's a consultation at the minimum. <laughs> yeah. Samuel brought him on. He said, I know a guy who's really good at dialogue. I read the script. No N-words in here. I think Justin Timberlake should drop him. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. There is usage of the N-word, but it's by black people. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Why not just be Samuel? It might have been the, uh, the other no, gentleman. That was no, the there. other dudes for sure. But also, who I was going to bring up, uh, the racist friend. Justin Timberlake's oh, friend. Yeah, that guy's fucked up. It's that. actually fucked that they never... He doesn't like, get his comeuppance? Yeah. I mean, him he and does. Justin Timberlake like, fight because yeah. he tells him that, like, he's been hooking up with his girlfriend. Talk about the part where he literally beats that woman yeah. and leaves her on the street. Wr- written and directed by, by that guy. But, uh, yeah, the, she never, like, gets to reveal, like, what he actually did to her. This dude also wrote Hustle and Flow. What Ooh. the hell? This so is he's writing he wrote an Academy Award winning film. Yes. Okay. Down. Wow. I'll talk about hustle and flow all day. By the way, for if, if we're looking for content, that's crazy. Is he from the south? I guess I don't remember. You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. So yeah. Anyways, I'm not necessarily saying the movie is great overall, but I do. You think it's worth the watch? I do like Samuel L. Jackson's he, role because I think it's different from a lot of other stuff he does. Yeah. He's making Coming to America, the sequel to. Coming to America. Wait, there's a sequel? They're coming out with a sequel. Well, Eddie Murphy's funny. coming back, and so they're going to redo all of his old movies, basically. You know, they're going to get all the juice they can out of him. Yeah. Uh, Is there anything else to say about this, man? Yeah, I do. I do think I like the musicality of him in that. Oh movie. yeah, let's. Talk I was about that. really, I was really enjoy. I, I really enjoyed that part of it. Yeah. When I was watching it, I was turned off by what I perceive as the message of the film, which is, seems sexist to me. But then I really did like his his singing in it. I thought he did a good job. I was like, dude, this guy can fucking sing the blues. Like, mm-hmm. he, he could put out a record. I'd fucking listen just, to it. He just goes for it. I'd listen to it. I think it. that's like half the battle. He, he's he's got he's got a good voice. I'd listen to it, man. For that style too. The scene where he's like, which again, if, if the message of the movie is controversial, and this scene is controversial, but she's like, you know, losing her mind, and he's like playing the guitar. Oh, it's when like they say the name real, of the movie. Yeah, Black Snake Moan, and he so put, the the he song. plugs the guitar oh, well, in, he go. plugs the guitar into the the amp and just fucking going yeah. for it. I lo- that was really good. I'd be curious because he he uses guitar. music to like I don't know com- he's playing that one to comfort. Him. That one was really complex, but I think some of the more com- uh, simple blues things he could do. But you think that's any more impressive than like the the know. licks? The licks in that song were, got a little more complicated. You're talking about when he's playing at the bar. No, I was saying like I I think that if he can deflect force lightning with the lightsaber, he can uh, easily play the. Yeah, he could learn some chords. Yeah, yeah. simple by comparison. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know if those are translatable skills. Um, well, they clearly are because he did both. <laughs> I don't think there's any controversy surrounding jewels in Pulp Fiction. Um, not at all. Absolutely, I cannot think of a single thing. I mean, if you don't like violence, then obviously you're I not thought you like literally violence. had a complaint about that man. No, I have a complaint about Quentin Tarantino. Oh, I'll, so I'll get know. to that. Uh, but um, Jules, once again, it's the film, not the character. Uh, I think Jules is one of the most empowered characters that I think Samuel another Jackson, side character, right? No, I think he's the main. You I mean, so? it's it's an ensemble film. I oh think. no, for sure. But I think but he got, no. I think he's pretty much the main character. Yeah, because you would say so. Yeah, he gets a lot of play. He gets a lot of screen time, and he has an arc that's that's the most intriguing arc of the film for sure. I mean, the other the other like story is, mo- is like Bruce Willis dealing with Marcellus Wallace, which 
that's part of the shit that I kind of want to talk about with Samuel or with the Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. But Samuel Jackson's character is pretty empowered throughout the film. Out of the two, John Travolta and him, he's clearly the leader of them. You know, I mean, he, he clearly like leads the way, and, and John Travolta just follows. Uh-huh. And then John Travolta does get his own little side thing, but yeah, he's not as competent, right? I mean, he, yeah, out of the two, I mean. Same one, some more focused one. John Travolta accidentally blasted dude in the head. Jules also knows more French. Phil, is it Phil Lamar? Is that who it is? Oh, is that Phil Lamar? I think it is. Oh. Or else I'm just uh, me and Quentin Tarantino are like you're gonna look it up. Yeah, no, absolutely. Don't, don't <laughs> look it up. If you're wrong, cut it. All right. <laughs> if you're right, it's staying in. Yeah, he's the guy. He's Marvin. Okay. Nice. So, so uh, Phil Lamar, voice of uh, Hermes. Hermes from uh, from Futurama. Mm-hmm. Samurai's the voice of Samurai yeah, Jack. Pretty yes, dope. pretty awesome. Um, anyway. And you know who else voices a famous samurai? Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson. Jackson. Wow, oh, we didn't even circle. do honorable mentions. Honorable That's mentions. I feel like we're disrupting the flow. We'll do them after this. We'll one. do them after. after, we talk after about the you character. talk about Mace a little bit. Well, we did talk about Mace a lot. I feel like it's, we did talk about Mace a lot. We can do it after this. Um, we haven't talked about Mace yet, but um, we, we've discussed it briefly. We touched on it. We got. We hit him more than anyone else. I feel like from it's the intro. He's got more depth. From the intro. Yeah. Oh, are you sure. <laughs> I don't think he has. Any it's depth. because Star Wars has a lot more to cover. Yeah. So uh, I love Jules because he has a. He's got a badass arc, which is he is this badass dude. He's got so many freaking great lines. I mean the. Uh, what do you think is his best line? It, say what again? So, you know, like that—that that whole thing. That whole thing is great. Mm-hmm. I also love. I mean, he he quote that that biblical quote that he keeps bringing up. Anytime he reads it, when he reads it in that scene, and he's supposed to be like a badass. That's cool. When he rereads it to Tim Roth at the diner, and he's like going through it, like dissecting and saying, "I used to think I was this, but I think I'm that now." That is fucking cool. Like I love every, anytime mm-hmm. he mentions. My favorite it. scene with him in that film is yeah. when him and John Travolta are in the car uh-huh. and they're talking about a quarter pounder with cheese. Yeah, <laughs> it's an iconic scene. No, it's yeah. actually really good. Yeah, it's it, it sets the stage for uh, what I do like about Quentin Tarantino's writing, which is he makes he's he makes mundane conversations kind of fun and interesting. And just makes the characters real. Makes the characters feel real, and it a lot of times builds suspense. Like he uses yeah. in Inglorious Bastards. Remember, he comes to that house to look for those Jewish people, the Jewish family that's hiding under the boards, and he's just uh, having a conversation with the guy. And builds it builds a lot of suspense. It builds suspense, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's just a normal conversation. I can't even remember what they're talking about. But um, anyway, uh, now the problem I have, obviously, with Quentin Tarantino, or maybe it's not obvious, I don't know. A lot of people seem to like him, but he he writes the N word in too much. You can like him and also fine. have problems with. There are movies that make sense to have the N word in. Like Django, which, like Django which Unchained. Okay, yeah, for sure. You, you, it takes place in the antebellum South. Obviously, slave owners are going to call people the N-word. However, there are shows and movies that get around it. Uh, the Do you think that the season, season, uh, the season of Watchmen on HBO, I feel like they didn't use the N-word. No, and they that, didn't. Maybe once or twice. I don't remember them using it a lot. And I remember being fucking terrified of the racist people in that in that show. But you know what? Maybe they did. I don't maybe think they Maybe they used went it. the other way. I don't think they used it. Maybe went the other side of that. So what I'm trying to say is you don't have to use it. And you can still build that horror. I a little mean, different, though. You see a slave owner with a fucking whip. You don't have to have the N-word to make it feel terrifying and real. Um, mm, I don't I, know. I think. I, I, think I think for that film, probably you would need It's it. fine. That film, I'm, I'm, it's fine for. Um, but then, in Pulp Fiction especially, he writes himself into the scene. And it's the dead N-word storage scene. Jules, they, they just shot Marvin, or John Travolta's character shot Marvin. Jules and them go to the, go to Quentin Tarantino's house because it's, it's a buddy that, you know, is cool. So they take him over, and uh, Quentin Tarantino's writing himself as the cool friend. Come on, dude. Mm-hmm. First of all, you're a fucking loser. <laughs> like, <laughs> why would you do that? Why know. would you do that? Come on. And then the second thing is, 
yeah, uh, Samuel Jackson's like, hey, we got this guy. And he goes, do you see a sign that says dead inward storage on my house? And you can see, I, I mentioned this in a previous podcast, but you can see that like Samuel Jackson's character, he looks like he's breaking character. He I'm gonna smiles. To, I'm going to need you to post a, a clip of that. Well, I'll post a clip. He, he smiles and I feel like it's like, I'm putting up with this. Like, it feels like it's a Samuel Jackson response more than it is Jules' response, actually. Mm-hmm. It might be both. Um, yeah. Um, have you, have you looked at the script? Do you know how that is? I don't know. I, I guess I have. I could look at the script. Maybe it's there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I um, bet you that's available. But, uh, it, it did something that I, I was reading an article and I can't remember who it was by. I tried to find it this morning so I could credit the person, but I couldn't find it. That he, he does time and time again in movies where he puts white actors adjacent to black actors and he uses the black actors or people of color even. He, he does it to Bruce Lee in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Not he, actually Bruce Lee. No, but the, his portrayal of Bruce Lee. He puts a person of color who is cool. Samuel Jackson. We, we see him. He's cool. We like him in that movie. And then he puts a white person next to them and has the white person get the upper hand on them, which then is like, this person is cool because of their juxtaposition to that person of color. So like in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Brad Pitt's character like one-ups Bruce Lee. Which felt it like it betrayed the reality of who Bruce Lee was and all that stuff, but also it felt like it was just trying to like give Brad Pitt some gravitas, like he bested Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. But it's like, why do you have to use this character of color who was a cool, interesting person? You're gonna like belittle him just to make your white character seem cooler. And then he does the same thing to Marcellus. You think that's like incidental or purposeful? I I feel like he I think he really legitimately believes that black is cooler. I think he believes black people are cooler. And so then I think, I don't think he's doing it on purpose, but I think in his script, he's thinking, how do I make this character seem cool? I have this black character who's already cool. Uh, you know, I will make my white character interact with that black character in a way that like makes the white character cool. You know, Marcellus Wallace gets raped by fucking racist white dudes and then gets saved by a white dude who fucked him over. Mm-hmm. Like Bruce Willis is in the wrong. He, he's supposed to throw the match, which you could argue, yeah. that, but he didn't right. have to do that. Sure. He, didn't, he could have not agreed to that. Yeah, that's true. And then he bet against it. So you're telling and, that he, he made an agreement. To... Made an agreement, fucked it up. And then Marcellus Wallace tried to get him back. Marcellus Wallace ends up getting raped by these racist rednecks. And then Bruce Willis goes and saves Truly him. Truly so the it, most terrifying fate that anybody can imagine. And when I first watched the movie, I was like, dude, this is fucking crazy. Like, I was real into it. But then when I started thinking about who, who Quentin Tarantino is and the way he's writing for these characters, I didn't, it didn't sit well with me anymore after that. But, so you don't like Pulp Fiction? I like Pulp Fiction. Um, I have problems with a couple of scenes. I think it's Samuel Jackson's best character. So what's left? Mace? Mace. Mace. Excellent character. What makes him great? What What makes him not great? Nothing. I think, uh, I think he doesn't get enough screen time. You don't think so? I think he gets just enough screen time to make it interesting. Okay. Okay, so well, let's just go through the prequels one by one. <laughs> so, <laughs> episode one. I mean, he's what? very briefly. We don't see him until the like, you council. See, he's he's very minor in that Yeah. He, Does he turn down Anakin? I know Yoda's like we don't we shouldn't take Anakin. I think you're right. He is sort of like the mouthpiece. Does he say cousin. we shouldn't take Anakin? He says that he's too. I think he does turn him down. That. He has a very very minor role, but I think people Basically. liked seeing him in that role, and that he, he has a much it. he gets a much bigger role oh, in so the next good. film. So good, like literally one of two black men in all of the Star Wars universe, and they're both uh, awesome. I love yeah. both those characters. We got Until, Lando, Lando Calrissian, yeah, and we have Mace Windu, oh, both insane. Yeah. Billy D. Williams, and both actors are really cool. Oh yeah, no, absolutely, and they're both kind of minor roles. But, like they but the, the fans oh, no. love them. Yes. Yeah. They're sick. Uh, Mace Windu, the only dude with a purple lightsaber in the entire... Fucking so By cool. his own request. By his own request? So which is cool. Samuel Jackson. And yeah, now it's just great. a part of canon? Yeah. So it's, you can't imagine there not being a Mace Windu with a purple lightsaber, but he did not originally have one. Yeah. And that purple lightsaber is everything. Because like... Oh, it's amazing. Because literally, sets him apart. literally Jack knows 
nothing about the character or anything, but he sees purple lightsaber and he's like, I want that. And also, I know this is not intentional My and you sort of like ascribe things to things that are, and they might not have any connection. Uh, a purple lightsaber is somewhere in between red and blue. Yeah. Ooh. Which is the oh, same yeah. as Mace's, Mace's character is the one like Jedi yeah. on the council, him and also Qui-Gon Jinn to some respect. And I don't want to turn this into Star Wars. He, he tells the line between light side and dark side very, very closely. Like he has all the, he learns uh, Sith fighting styles. Yeah. Use of yeah. aggression and things yes. of that sort, which is why he's able to combat Sith lords so effectively. Like yeah. how he, he makes and, him his bitch. And General Grievous in the cartoon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah every, people think that General Grievous is just some like, Lame ass dude well, in, the, in, the, in the third movie, but he yeah, slays Jedi. In the cartoons, it shows how amazing he is, and Mace Windu crushes that dude's like windpipe, and that, which and is then, why he's wheezing yeah, in the third movie. In the third movie, that uh, uh, yeah, yeah, is because of Mace Windu. It's so cool. Yeah, uh, Mace he gets a little more screen time in uh, Attack of the Clones, which is the most forgettable. I think that yeah. might be the worst. Still, second worst. It's the second worst. It's a cool though. scene though when he comes in at the uh, end to the, in the arena? arena. Yeah, yeah, no, that's very good. That's the first time you see the yeah. purple lightsaber. Yeah. Um, the main I think scene that he gets the one he, he always shuts down Anakin. I, oh, I love I, it. So I, much. I love it. It's so good. Um, so Palpatine is trying to put a mole essentially in the Jedi Council. Yeah. He tells him that this is this and this, and Mace says, "Okay, well you can be and, on the council." And they all we know do, that. Yeah, we do not grant you the rank of master, and that dude gets so upset about it. <laughs> Honestly, that's which might have led to his. It's downfall. what pushes him further to the dark side. <laughs> realistically, think that's <laughs> and the thing is. So wait, Mace is responsible for the rise of the Empire. Yes. God damn. Well, certainly, certainly in some ways. I would, I would, yeah. Everybody has their role. But the thing is, Anakin does go to Mace whenever he learns that Palpatine is yeah. the Lord. Yeah. So Mace, you know Mace is the guy he goes to. He does tell he, Ma- that, he tells Mace that Palpatine's the Sith Because he knows, this is when Mace but, is on his way to confront Palpatine. Yeah. He knows. But also, Palpatine, Palpatine plays that fake news card bullshit and he uses Mace Windu's aggressiveness against the Jedi's. He uses it oh, to, no. to prove to prove to Anakin that the Absolutely. Jedi's are wrong. Yeah. And so that's what I think that is kind of cool about Man. Mace. I mean, Mace played into to Palpatine's hand. Truly a yeah. dominant fighter. Yeah. I and mean, he's smart. He's a master tactician. All those sorts of things. He's but doesn't he decide to put down Palpatine? And that's why Anakin. I think that yeah. is the that's point. his mistake. He says the classic line. That we've he's, heard too, a he's too times. dangerous to be left alive. Yeah, that's the exact. Line. So he defeats him. Yeah, and then. Anakin says he needs to stand trial. Yeah. And Which Mace, would be the Jedi way, right? Yeah, but Mace says, no, he's too dangerous to be left alive. And what's insane is... Which, play, I mean, is true. Hands, which, but right but yeah. Hands. it's He's got him by the throat. He does when, and, and people say, oh, well, he was just, uh, you know, an act. I think he was playing to an extent. I don't... I think Mace would have just wiped the floor of that dude. I think if Anakin never come, Mace just kills that guy. And that's, <laughs> and that's just it. So Mace kills that man. Uh, like I said, Mace, he's, he's one of those dudes who's willing to break the Jedi code. Yeah, he complex. says, I don't care. I'll kill this man because he has to be killed. Yeah. Um, More complex than just a typical Jedi. I think so. I think that people like Yoda. Um, You guys say you like Yoda. I don't know. Yoda's always... But I mean, they're, they're characters that adhere strictly to things can also be interesting. Yeah, because true. that's hard to do. Yeah. It's easy to stray from something. I mean, but... but... That's just... The thing is, that's Mace's character. And a lot of that was built around, I think, yeah. Samuel's performance. No, it's a choice. He's not straying from the, the Jedi because... He's uh he's he's weak. He's doing no. it because he thinks it's the right thing to I do. I think it's because he's yeah. he's strong. He yeah. knows that he can take that burden upon himself and not fall to the He's dark the side. Count Dooku of the Jedi. He's yeah. he's the opposite. Because yeah. Count Dooku is oh, yeah. in between Jedi and yeah. Sith. Yeah. Oh yeah, an incredible lightsaber can't fighter. Wait also. I can't wait to talk about Count Dooku. That's probably my character for people. But or somebody. Uh, One of us is gonna pick The thing him. is, Mace uh, is, is sick. Is awesome even among the Jedi in the Star Wars universe because he's the strongest martial fighter. He knows every single lightsaber style. Yeah. Right? He can he's better than everybody in every lightsaber yeah. style. He still is pretty good with the Force. He's got decent mastery of the Force. And he deflects 
uh, the Force Lightning of Emperor Palpatine. And the only reason that Mace uh, gets iced, and I hate this so bad. I, I cannot stand how they did my man's wrong here. But it's your third favorite movie. Yes. Despite these flaws, go ahead. Yeah, and despite that, uh, and that's the thing is, I think that I hate that moment, that moment so much because I love uh, Samuel S. Mace Winnesmith. I'm like this amazing character, so unique in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. In How? so many ways, just gets killed by this this man. I was holding so out. Petty. I was holding out so much hope that that he's he would alive survive and there's like a side that story. That would be so badass. But they never do it. Mace just gets flung out of a window after hand cut off. Hand cut off. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah, it's not that. Flung out of a window. I mean, you can force pull your like you can no, survive that. Mace of all people. That's what I'm saying. And the thing is, it's so offensive when he gets killed that way. It's because you care about that character. Yeah. Hashtag, yeah. hashtag Mace Windu so alive. That's why it hurts so much. It like, hurts so you much. You see those other masters get iced and you're like, ah, like, oh, those do suck. Yeah. But yeah, you see him and you're you like, get thrown not out my the mans, window. Not Mace my Windu, fucking mans. Mace Windu, Tupac, and Big Year all in a fucking in Cuba. Uh, in Cuba right now. They're literally in Cuba. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Chill with Fidel Castro because he's not dead either. Yeah. Uh, all true. I mean, it's, not, no it's, debate here. It's just it's, no, it is legitimate. And even though I have seen that scene, heard it at, I'm not even joking, a hundred times. More. <laughs> Seriously, more. Every day for two years straight when I came over <laughs> to this exact house that we're in right now. Uh, for, for the listeners, uh, my stepdad basically watches that movie every single night before going to bed. <laughs> or at least turns it on and falls asleep yeah. to it. And then we it's have his, to hear so the yeah, rest we, of the movie. His daily affirmation is, is uh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, um, what I'm saying is there are people with enough passion about this character that they're willing to relive that scene over it. It's etched yeah. in this man's mind. And it's etched <laughs> into my mind, too. And the thing is, every time you're like, man. What if we were like, why do you love uh, Revenge of the Sith so much? You'd be like, what's Revenge of the Sith? <laughs> what if you just had no idea? <laughs> but you, you get what I'm saying. Do you right? like Mace Windu? Who's Mace Windu? Yeah. <laughs> We we <laughs> all sleep to it every day. We no all idea. hate that part because we love Mace Windu. Yeah. It, it's so shitty. Yeah. It is, I think, the shittiest well, and part. It's, it sucks the most because it's Anakin. Yeah. And because we love watching him fucking say fuck you to Anakin yeah, we love, every scene. We love him when Anakin and gets Anakin shit on. Anakin the last laugh. No, it sucks so bad. It's his descent to the dark side. I mean, you know, but I mean, you could argue that it starts way before that. But no, it is, that's it, it when he the nail in the coffin. Nail in the coffin is when he kills. No, oh yeah, and Mace is he goes straight from killing Mace Windu to killing babies. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's insane. It's his Breaking Bad moment for sure. No, it's it's an exp- it's like an exponential growth. It's like whoop. Yeah. So Mace is, I mean, responsible for Darth Vader in a way. He's, he's unique in so many ways in the yeah. Star Wars universe. I think he's one of the most interesting characters. Period. Yeah. I think there's Darth how, Vader. How many big name actors? have broken into the Star Wars universe and gotten a pretty strong role like that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like I feel like they most of the time they try to cast people who are not that well known and and, yeah. and they don't get like the the big name actors who appear, it'll be like Phasma, Captain Phasma. It's like You get like a little cameo. You get a cameo. I feel the only Samuel know Jackson was supposed to be a cameo. I'm sure I'm certain. I think it. so too, but I and, think uh, people just He was so good. He's yeah. Like I said, the commanding presence. Yeah. He's like the mouthpiece of the council and he's yeah. he's got the authority, but like I said you said he is a little softer he and does. it just feels so bad when he yeah. dies. Y'all, listen back to his character in Pulp Fiction and then Mace Windu. I think it's an octave higher. I think he does. So, he plays you think that that's little, intentional? I guess. Well, I think whenever you put on your bat, your badass voice, you get a little deeper. You I know think Mace Windu like, is a very badass voice. I think he's badass, but it's... But he's still a Jedi Master, which oh, is yeah. going to be more It's like It's reserved. like when you're, when you're like a parent and you go, you need to clean your room right now. They, you know, like, I can't relate. When you, when you like whisper, put on that voice and like look... Then it's it's it has some some you know it's I don't know. it's equivalent I, 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 to yelling. Okay. Yeah. I don't relate to either side of that conversation because I'm not a parent. Okay. I was never a child. You were never Wait. yelled at. No, not really. 
Maybe I needed to be yelled at a little bit. But... That's true. But we figured it out. Yeah. Come on, nerds. You know what it is. Every episode I get on here and beg you to follow us and like our stuff and blah, 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 blah. If you haven't done it by now, then you're just lazy. Twitter and Instagram at YFCSPod. Hit the subscribe button. Like. Rate it. If you want to be extra, you can review it. Just a little thing like, hey, this is an awesome podcast. Click reviewed. Done. All right. Not going to waste any more of your time. Back to the show. Uh, Frozone. <laughs> okay, no, let's no, let's talk about our matches. Honey, where is my super suit? That, I mean, quotable. everything Samuel Jackson says is so quotable. Insane. And I was telling Brandon even didn't That's even know that was Samuel. I didn't even know that was Why? him. Why? No, it looks like him. They 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 drew the a little bit. Yeah, like a little him. bit. It is like it's, him. It's very exaggerated. It's got the slender look. Samuel Jackson's got that slender look. Yeah, I also believe yeah. I Samuel Jackson. That we, did, we did discuss that he was uh, on the English dub of Afro Samurai, right? Yeah. I, I, I like that film. Yeah. Or not film. I guess series. It's a mini series. Yeah. Yeah. It's got interesting it. stuff. It's good dope, yeah. yeah. It's cool. Uh, what other stuff that we liked him in? So he's in uh, a few Spike Lee movies, or at least one. No, he's, in, he's in a few. Um, Do the Right Thing, he's in. I watched that. Very good movie. Um, I wish I'd seen it sooner. It also is a very painful movie to watch because it was made in 1991, uh, and it feels like the same racial tensions that are happening right now. Snakes on the uh, No. Samuel Jackson's character in that movie is uh, Senior Love Daddy, and he's the radio. He's a DJ, mm-hmm. so he's playing the music the whole movie. Mm. I honestly don't like him in the movie, <laughs> but it's because of Spike Lee's dialogue. Uh, and I actually, I think Spike Lee's dialogue in the movie is good except for Senior Love Daddy. Mm. It's annoying. He'll say something, and then he'll flip it and say it almost immediately, but backwards. And it's just really, it's a, it gets annoying. Like it's not, it's not cool. It's supposed to be like a cool like thing that he does, and it's not cool. Mm. Um, not cool by, not even Samuel Jackson. By your estimation, yeah. Even, but Samuel Jackson, he's he's silly in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's interesting character, but it's not his best. I mean, okay. by any means. Um, Anything else? I don't know what else he's in for Spike Lee. He's in a couple other things. We talk about Glass at all? Glass. That's what we need to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if there was a fourth person here. Then Glass would get some representation. A trilogy? The whole trilogy? Glass is talking yeah. about the whole trilogy. Yeah, well, he's not trilogy. in the middle one. Is what you're saying? He's not in the not in the one with James McAvoy. He doesn't make an appearance in. It. No, um, only in Bruce Lee or Bruce Lee. Bruce Willis. Bruce, Bruce Lee makes Willis. an appearance. Bruce Lee. Shit. Yeah, that guy's also alive, by the way. Yeah, he, in Cuba. Tupac Mace. Yeah, she's <laughs> what? A, what a what a roster they're assembling yeah. over there. The Dream yeah. Team, surely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm oh, just yeah. you know you say Bruce Lee once. That's all I can think about. No, yeah. That's my man's. Um, um, yeah, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis makes a cameo at the very. End. I think when they released it, you weren't supposed to know that it's that's a their direct, Pulp Fiction reunion movie. Uh, a direct Unbreakable. Scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't know they were related at first. Yeah. I don't. Were they supposed to be related until Glass? I looked at Bruce Willis makes an appearance at the end of at the end. That's what, what connects them. Split. Split. He makes an appearance. Split. The the end split. All right. Well, then I, I believe that it's a. Uh, it's, yeah, I think it's a. Uh, I, it was I, intentional. I, it I mean, I don't think I don't think after Unbreakable he intended on making it anymore. But then I think when he yeah. made Split, he was like, and then they made, and there's then they so made much glass. time in between Unbreakable and Split. It's a stealth. So I saw Unbreakable. It was a sequel until yeah. I saw Unbreakable. I think his character is interesting in that movie. Um, you know, he believes in comic books. Like he has his. We- I think he's really cool because he's got this weakness. He's, his bones are like glass. He, he breaks bones easily. And, yeah. and people, some people would give up. Some people would like view that as I'm, I'm weak, I'm nothing or whatever. But he sees it as, yes, it's a weakness, but he gets so obsessed about like comic books and stuff that he's like, I have a weakness because I also have a strength. Mm. Yeah. 
And he, so he believes in conflict so much that like everybody in a conflict has a weakness and a strength. So mm-hmm. I've got to have a strength and he finds it. He decides. Like forms of destiny. And he things decides. Yeah, yeah. He decides that he has intelligence and like decides that he's going to do these things. Yeah. And um, I think that becomes like central in, uh, from what I was reading in no. Glass, which is like it's all about realizing. That's the realization is, is just, a, I think, a method of storytelling. They are also super powered. Yeah. It, it does but, go without saying but, that they are super But Glass's opinion is that there are more people like that and they just don't realize it. Yeah, one of the main things is that we're all powerful, or a lot of us are powerful. We just don't know. True. Yeah, yeah. No, it's about unlocking the the mind for sure. He unlocks Bruce Willis's mind, absolutely. Only so that Bruce Willis can be his hero his, his, to uh, his villain, his yeah. nemesis, which is wild. Sure. No, yeah. that's no, that's an insane way of thinking. You think, okay, well, it's backwards I, for villains. My bones are very brittle, yeah. but I'm like I have the super intelligence thing. That means that there's someone out there that's yes. physically very, very powerful, yeah. but also has some sort of. It's also it feels backwards though for villains. Like I feel like villains. They commit crimes and they do things because they have these reasons and then a, a hero comes and stops them and then they have a, a grudge against the hero. Yeah. But it's a very like, it's, he wanted to create the hero. Like, he went the wrong way. He's yeah. committing villainy. He's committing acts of villainy to create the hero. Correct. It's, it's really cool. I like that. I like that character a lot, honestly. That's What's cool. another Samuel Jackson role? Oh, if you can't think of it off the top of your head. Yeah, now, honorable so. mentions. We got we got a real. I said snakes on a plane. Snakes I don't even, on a plane. I, I literally don't even know the character, but it's just such an absurd. There are just a lot of lines. In how did how did that film go to to theaters? <laughs> That's like Tremors level of shittiness. But Samuel Jackson. That's how. Yeah. Samuel Jackson. Yeah. You're telling me just carries yeah. the film. Yeah, yeah absolutely crazy. That right. one quote in the trailer. Just you're gonna see. That's the movie. all you need yeah. to know. Yeah. Um. He's also in Jackie Brown, but I, I haven't seen that movie in such a long time, so I can't tell you. I think I watched that a while ago. Yeah. Jackie Brown is the point of the movie. He, he's a side, he's a, I'm saying she's like the... Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. He's the side character. Yeah, yeah. Um, he plays a lot of side characters. Yeah. Uh, generic IT guy in Jurassic Park. About, yeah, Jurassic Park. You don't even need to yes. know the character's name, but you just yeah. remember. Yeah. And he, he goes, another one where he unfairly gets iced. Well, he heroically goes to try to like shut down something or restart the system or whatever. Uh-huh. But there are raptors wherever he goes, uh, where wherever. Yeah. Oh, velociraptors! Velociraptors, yeah, and they uh, they get rid of him. I mean, they, you don't, you don't get to them. see it. They eat them. You don't, I don't think you get to see it, but then you no, because you're surprised by it, right? Because yeah, because they have she um who's, who's the actress? Name? Yeah, Lord, not Laura Dern. Yeah, it is Laura Dern. Laura Dern. Is it not? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, Laura Dern goes to like shut down or, or restart the system, whatever it, uh-huh. the case may be, and I think she either before she does it or after she does it. Uh, she opens a door and something comes out and touches her and she thinks it's a velociraptor so she flips out but then she sees the darkness of the skin on the arm tell me the black hand of she doesn't see anything but an arm and she immediately whatever his character's name is she like let's say his name's Jeff right she sees the arm his name's not Jeff okay what you, you, you can't pick Jeff because Jeff Goldblum is in the oh, film. Jeff Come on. Okay. Let me see what because <laughs> then if you say Jeff people are going to think you're talking about uh, what is his name Ian all right, Ray. Thank His you. name is Ray. Thank you. So uh, she goes. So she the arm falls. She screams, and then she sees the arm. She doesn't see him. She yeah. sees the arm, and she goes, "Oh, Ray! Thank God." So that means there's a there's only one black dude on that entire island. She immediately knew. So, that, so you're saying, much like in Star Wars, the yes, only black person Samuel Jackson yeah. oftentimes plays the only black character. That's true. Which he's gotten flack for by Spike Lee, even for his closest to Quentin Tarantino, because he's made excuse. Yeah, for, he's I made excuse for Quentin Tarantino using the uh, He defends him. He says that an artist is going to do what they do. I can't tell Quentin Tarantino what to write. But then he also says like... He, he also says things like he's definitely not a racist. He says he's definitely not a racist. He says that he writes the dialogue that those characters would speak. Mm-hmm. Okay, but that 
cool friend character. Yeah, he also wrote the dialogue for his own character. Didn't have to exist. No, no, that's, that character yeah. did not have to exist. No. They could have dumped that body anywhere. I mean, the guy, the fixer who comes, like, takes the car to a dump and, like, trash compacts it. They could have done that. No, for there. sure. He wrote himself into that scene, used the N-word. Like, he did not have to do that. He shoehorned that in. And so, yeah, like, he's like, he writes dialogue to say true to the character. I'm like, nah, bro, you're brainwashed. Like, and, and some people have, like, said, like, he plays Steven, the, like, house slave in Django Unchained, which that we didn't mention that character. Oh, good character. But some people are like, he is Quentin Tarantino's house slave, and he's playing uh, it. I never I've wanted, heard. I don't like that. I've heard people make that equivocation saying, I, like. I don't like that, he's, dude. He's Tarantino Steven, and he, now he's playing Tarantino Steven in, in I think Django they just Unchained. have a mutual, like, understanding but or, also, like, working relationship because they just do so many Jamie things. Jamie Foxx also defended him whenever people brought up. Yeah. You think he's using the word too much. Jamie Foxx said, you know. So, I mean. I don't personally have an issue because I'm not. And I love Jamie Foxx and Django. That was a good movie. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, but I'm I'm not going to detract from him either. I think he does work. I think in in Glorious Bastards and Django Unchained are his best works. You think so? No, I think those are the ones that, despite all the things I don't like about him, those movies are so good for what they do. Like they have such a positive thing to to do. Like revenge on hate like bigotry and hatred and racism and all that oh, stuff sure. I love that so much that I'm like I'll watch those movies you know mm-hmm. again so you're not willing but, to cancel him because he does good work no I don't like him I'm not going to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood I'm not going to I, like I said The Hateful Eight even though Samuel Jackson's a main character I don't really like that movie that much I think it's just yeah so yeah. anyway it's not, it's not the plays a, a what is it like a former uh, Northern, Northern Army like yeah. major or something mm-hmm. like that there's some interesting things but that movie's way too long it, it, it's a little slow, I will admit. I mean, a film that is 99% And even for dialogue, Tarantino, it's... it's uh, By any, by it's, any it's measure. It's too much. The violence is just insane. I think it's fine. I always assume that there's going to be gratuitous violence in a yeah. Tarantino film. So I mean, I Django is incredibly violent. Oh, without... A, that last shootout or scene is insane. Or Inglourious Bastard. All right, of them are but you're watching like violent. Yeah, you're watching slave owners get theirs. You're watching like Nazis get theirs. You know Minions. Yes. From Despicable Me. Yes, the Samuel Jackson voice minions. No, but you oh. know, I want to tell you. Well, we come so close to Hitler. I yeah. have to say this. Um, yeah. You Did know, they the, use the N word too much. So there is lore behind minions. Yeah. Now, because they're so like popular amongst like forty uh, something uh, white women that post memes on Facebook, but uh, the lore behind. <laughs> All right, staying in the podcast now. Minions, yeah. and this and this was, uh, I think, described in the film Minions. Yeah. They are genetically hardwired. To seek out the most evil person on the planet oh, yeah, yeah. and serve under them. Did they not serve Hitler then? The reason why they did not serve Hitler, it had to be written into the lore of minions. Because people, they were so worried about that. It's because, yeah, obviously you can't address that, right? Yeah. Is that they were serving 150 years of self-imposed exile uh, for uh, accidentally shooting Napoleon Bonaparte with a cannon. That seems... <laughs> that seems... That seems real convenient, minions. Uh, so, they are like, They're in like, Antarctica. It's like the Catholic Church. Like, when you're like, what was the Catholic Church doing when the Nazis were on? They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we were, um, uh, we were doing an exile, too. We were just like the minions. We were just doing an exile. Probably just... Doing what the Catholic Church always does, which allowing is allowing genocides to happen, not saying allowing, allowing genocides, allowing pedophilia, you know, just all sorts of things. Anyway, is this staying in the cast or it has to now? Okay, let's talk about. I'm going cat- to cut the fact that we said we were going to cut it. Let's talk about categories. Well, hold uh, on. Do we get? I think we've covered pretty much everything we need to cover. What more could there be? There's got to be another scene. Nick Fury. Oh shit! Yeah, that's true. While it's not, while it's a minor character, also they also, change that character just straight up from white to black. Yeah, which is cool. 
without much complaint, I feel like. Why is it cool? Because. I would say it doesn't matter. Wait, are you I would saying say it doesn't matter. Like Tarantino, you think black is cooler. I think that, yeah. That's you, kind of what I was getting at. Yeah, that's why I married Eric, because so people think I was cool. Oh, no. It, it, honestly, it all makes sense. It actually. Oh, no. Damn. Jesus. It's, it's the only reason it that. It just got way hotter in this room. Yeah. I don't know so why. So you're saying the only reason that Lauren is with me is. Yes. Oh, no. She's wanting to marry a person of color again. God dang it, dude. Um, but yeah, but he is white for sure. In the, yes, but what the, I'm, the reason I'm saying it's cool is because I feel like, for whatever reason, anytime a character goes from white to black, there's like a fucking huge uproar. I know, that's true. But I don't feel like there was that. I don't remember there being a Nick Fury you know uproar. Why? Because nobody can oppose, <laughs> nobody can oppose Samuel L. Jackson because he's... Is it that? He just does a good I thought you were going to say, like, Nick Fury is such... Like, no one gives a shit about well, Nick yeah. Fury. Exactly. Nick Fury is a very important character. Yeah, it's the, a comic book nerd, yes, yes. Comic book nerd, I yes. feel like it just has a very important role just in general. Yeah. I think the billions of dollars generated by, like, you know, moviegoers don't give a shit about that. But, yeah. But, yeah. They're a com- but the, the core, like, the maybe, like, a hundred million out of the I'm just billions. saying that Nick Fury has been fighting a secret war for yeah. decades. Yeah. Across multiple planes Plus, of existence. Why did it take so long to get Samuel Jackson a fucking eye patch? Because that shit looks cool too. No, that is very cool. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. But yeah, seeing him at the no, it's, just... it's definitely very exciting. Uh, seeing him assemble the squad for the first time. Yeah. Now a lot of that has worn off because we're a decade and a half removed from it. Yeah. Um, but he gets up to a lot of shit in the comics. He plays a bigger role in like the Captain America films. I feel like. Oh yeah, the ones where there's not Captain Thor Marvel and shit like Captain that. Marvel. They they like use CGI to make him look younger. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because he's like pretty full close of hair. with it, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so tell us about a time to kill. So um... <clears throat> it's a time to kill sounds like uh, the name of an Ian Fleming novel. First, you of could all, tell me a time to oh, kill. Oh, it's John Grisham. It's oh, a God. very American. I don't want to talk uh, about legal legal <laughs> yeah. legal story. Is, so on the front of the, the novel, is there a picture of like a gavel? No. Or something, something like that? Uh, no disrespect to, to Mr. Grisham. No, uh, this it, it's... That man's doing a few it. Really some, good, that, that man's doing it. Yeah. There's a few good movies though. Uh, and this one included. So this, I, I don't even care. What I'm talking about is this man produces yeah. uh, novels yes. at a rate that rivals uh, Stephen <laughs> King. This man just pumps it out. So Samuel Jackson plays Carl Lee Haley, who... Uh, Man living in the South, and these rednecks come through his town. Always the worst. And his daughter, just ten years old, it's fucking awful. They're, they they Please pick don't. up his daughter and beat her and rape her. Okay. What? Why would you bring this into my life? I didn't need to hear about this. So they they do horrible stuff to his daughter. Jesus. And uh, she manages to survive, and she goes back and tells like her father who did it. He goes to the police. The police arrest the two men. But Samuel Jackson's pissed off about it. And he goes to his friend, who's Matthew McConaughey, as, as a lawyer. And he's like, he, he talks to him and he's like, you know, I heard this one case. These guys, they they raped this this girl and they got off and or whatever. And he goes, you think they'll get off? And he goes, Matthew McConaughey's like, it depends on who the jury is. And he goes, in this county, they might. There's, it's going to be an all-white jury probably. And so Samuel Jackson goes and gets a fucking like AK-47. And like the day that they're going to go to trial just to hear their plea Innocent or guilty? He, he goes into the fucking courtroom in front of hundreds of people and blasts them both. And he accidentally shoots a police officer in the knee. He doesn't mean to, but it hits the guy in the knee. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the cast is fucking insane. Matthew McConaughey, Sandra Bullock, Kevin Spacey, ugh. Mm-hmm. Ashley Judd, Oliver Platt, who's in a lot of great oh, movies. Oh, Keeper, Keeper Sutherland, what? dude. Keeper Sutherland. Donald Sutherland. Um, what's the dude's name? Chris Cooper, who I didn't know. I don't know him by name, but he's in a lot of films. Um... 
Charles S. Dutton plays the uh, police chief. Fucking all-star cast, dude. It's, like, it's a really good film. movie. This is the movie where the quote comes from. Uh, uh, yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. Oh, yeah, okay. Such a no, good meme. Yeah. Such a good meme. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Or he's getting, like, grilled. He's getting grilled. Kevin Spacey is in his face. Man, fuck Kevin Spacey, <laughs> Yeah, fuck Kevin Spacey for sure. God. But, yeah. Um, Love we as the general public did not know. Yeah, actors at that time arguably did know because they were, yeah. you know. So we're saying we should hold Sandra Bullock and, and Matt McConaughey and Samuel, Samuel Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Really, a, really all, um, the, all of Hollywood. But Samuel Jackson kills these people in front of hundreds of people, and then Matthew McConaughey is trying to get him off on like an insanity plea or whatever. Mm-hmm. But really, they make it clear, like they say it's an insanity plea, but there's a lot of winking of like, y'all know you would have done the same thing. Madame Gunnay, like, is the white savior of this movie in the 1996 film with Time to Kill. He's the white savior because his house gets burned, like, all this shit happens. You know how I know this film has a white savior situation? It's because Sandra Bullock's in it. Because Samuel Jackson is the only named black actor, like, the big name black actor in the film. Yeah, you know how it goes. Sandra Bullock is in a lot of white savior movies, though. The blind side. I mean, I have no issue with Sandra Bullock. No, I like her. Sandra Bullock. I don't. Sandra Bullock's. I don't care about her. She should not have won an Oscar for the blind side, though. There's a cool scene where Matthew McConaughey is talking to Samuel Jackson. It's like the day before the. what is it called? The last statement that you make? Uh, the closing statements? Closing statements. I said this. The, you said this the first podcast. I said this on the first podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we should not even pretend to. Closing statements is what it's called. He makes a closing statement. He's going to make those closing statements to the jury. He's talking to Samuel Jackson about it. And Samuel Jackson goes like, he's like, here's the problem. He goes, the people in the jury and you are the same. He goes, you're the enemy. He's like, you don't understand what it's like. And he goes... You know, as long as you see me as a black man, and he goes, because you do, like, they do to a much more, a greater extent, but you do to a minor extent. Like, they see me as an N-word, you see me as a black man. And he goes, you don't see me as a man, you see me as a black man. And it's pretty, it's a pretty cool, like, conversation they had. But then it inspires Matthew McConaughey. So, I mean, yeah, he's the white savior, but, I mean, every white savior needs to be inspired by the black character in the film. Stop so, it. Samuel right, Jackson. We need, to, we need to move on. This is too much. No, we're making fun of it. I mean, I'm not, I don't like it. Um, Good movie. And, and uh, one of one of his best lines. I love that line. Really? Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. It's so good. The way he delivers it is so good. Well, you know what they say. Huh? He's too dangerous to be left alive. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Sure. Black Snake Moment, we got it. We got a quote from that one. <sighs> I don't Oh, shit. We didn't talk about Deep Blue Sea. No, we didn't talk about Deep Blue Sea. Oh, my God. There's too many things to talk we, about. We just gotta move. Like, can we just... We, we, can't, need a, we need to light it right. He's in too many things. We can't cover his whole filmography. You're right. If we keep going, it's never ending. All right. Deep Blue Sea. Coolest death in any movie. Samuel Jackson's in Deep Blue Sea. Comes out of nowhere. How many films does he die in? I don't know, but it comes... Uh, Star Wars? That, that death <laughs> That's not a cool death. I hated that so bad. We're coming to the end of the first season of Your Favorite Character Sucks. And we've got a lot to be proud of. Matt, Bran, and I spent a lot of time researching some of our own money, renting movies and episodes of shows. I keep forgetting to cancel my subscription to Nick Hits that I needed to get in order to watch Avatar The Last Airbender. And then we've got to find time to actually record these things. We're proud of the research we put in. We're proud of the quality of the episode. We love finding really passionate guests. But one thing that we're not too fond of is our current struggle with audio quality. For season two, we're really hoping that we can have upgraded equipment so that not only is the content great, but the audio quality is as good as we can possibly make it. And that's where you come in. If you find yourself enjoying every episode of this podcast that you hear, then please consider going to our Patreon where you can be a paid subscriber. Whether it be a dollar a month, two dollars, five, ten, no more than that. 
anything you can give helps us know that we've got something really special that people want to hear. And it would give us the confidence needed to go out and buy expensive equipment and to continue to take time out of our lives to make these episodes happen. So please consider visiting our Patreon, where you can become a paid subscriber, at patreon.com forward slash yfcspod. That's patreon.com forward slash yfcspod. You can also Google search your favorite character sucks Patreon, and you should be able to find our page. Soon we'll have a video up explaining what donating means, We're not just going to accept your money uh, to help us increase the audio quality, but we're also going to provide special offers for people who do become paid members of our podcast. So again, guys, you don't have to, but if you like what you hear and you appreciate the work that we do, please consider going to patreon.com forward slash yfcspod. The more we get, the more confident we'll be to go and spend our own money buying better equipment to make our podcast even better. Thank you for listening to Your Favorite Character Sucks. We really appreciate it. All right, back to the show. Well, we've arrived. Three three dimensional characters. I would argue that Jules out of the three, Jules grows. I mean, that's the point of his character in the movie is that he goes from being a cold blooded hitman to then and and quoting this Bible quote to sound badass, and then finally having a near death experience and then understanding the Bible quote or at least starting to think about it and then deciding to become a a hermit. I mean, he almost like he's like, I'm gonna be just gonna travel and and think about things, and, and I'm not gonna kill people anymore. He's like, I'm done killing. He gives up killing in that movie. It's really he because he's a hitman who gives up killing. Mm-hmm. That's a really cool arc. Um, so I think he's really three dimensional. Black Snake Moon. I, I maybe think, I think that character's got. I'd say Laz is also yeah. because you know I mean, the you, very name implies it, right? Yeah, you start the film with him like overreacting to his wife leaving him and him. Overreacting or just reacting? I mean, I, well, it's definitely an overreaction. You don't almost hold, slitting his brother's yeah, throat. Is kind brother, of a, do they have yeah. an affair though? Huh? Yes, yes, that was the point. I mean, if they had an affair, that's pretty fucked up. But you still, yeah, no, it's life over. It's definitely fucked up. I don't think you should ever kill anyone for anything. But I, I do think you should kill people for some reasons. But that is not one of them. But uh, Brandon thinks Hitler got off. Too, they, well, he they killed, killed him too rough. Well, he, he killed, killed himself, himself that's so that's, that's out of anyone's hands. Uh, He's on that island with Tupac. Oh, shit. They're all just going to beat the shit out of him (laughs) forever. They're just going to beat the shit out of him. Just stop. He he gets to that island. He's like, I'll be safe here. God damn. (laughs) They're just beat the shit out of him. Oh, Lord. Can we move? (laughs) Anyways, last starts off obviously in a very bad place, very angry and depressed. And then you learn about his backstory, and he grows to, you know, overcome. Mm-hmm. The challenge of his wife leaving him, and he becomes uh, Ray's caretaker, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Christina Ricci. Yeah. Who had like a real renaissance for a while. That's I mean, also how you know this movie's old because yeah. she's in it. But she, yeah, she was like she had a big, she had a moment there for like ten years where she was in a lot of stuff, maybe even like five years, honestly. Sure. Casper, and it goes hard. I hate that film so much. That's a good movie. It is Casper? It's literally not good. It launched a bunch of bad Casper movies, that's for sure. Yeah. That Casper In comparison movie, to the other is, Casper movies. That Casper movie is a bad movie, so yes, it would it would launch a that bunch of other good. bad movies. That it's movie is terrible. Let us know. Twitter, Instagram. We have a Facebook, even. Let us know if Casper was a good film or not. It's not. Just a, just It's just not a good film, objectively. It's just bad. All right. There's too many hijinks. Mm-hmm. Who designed this mansion? Three-dimensional mace. Nah. My boy is just I, who he is. I don't think he's as three-dimensional as our characters. However, I do like... He's more complex than a typical Jedi. Oh, no, yeah, for sure. For a Jedi, yes. I think that's cool. 
No, that is one thing that separates him a lot. Also, I, I, I don't know. I feel like we do give him a lot of shit for shitting on Anakin. But even though he views Anakin in a negative light, he is willing to... Because after Anakin tells him all that stuff, remember, mm-hmm. he's like, okay, uh, we're going to confront him now. Just wait here. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll come back and, and talk to you about it. Just don't come with us because he knew at that point, I yeah. think. At the, oh, he knew exactly. Yeah. I mean, he suspected him, I think. Yeah. 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 But I think that... Uh, yeah, not, not your typical Jedi, for sure. Yeah. Um, um, but there's no, yeah. like, rebirth or anything like that. You know, he just... He is sort of who he is. So what do we like more? I I, I don't know. I, I, I'd be willing to call it a draw. I don't know if I don't know if Jules is more or less complex than his character in Black Sanguine. I think they both they both have an arc. Yeah. They both have like a history that comes up. They both mm-hmm. maybe even Black Sanguine more than than Jules has a history. I think maybe not because I th- this one is, feels like very forced upon him. Yeah. It's supposed to like it's less of a choice, but it, like an adaptation that he's forced to make based upon the circumstances. <clears throat> Um, alright, so either way, not not Mace, but one of those yeah. two probably. Um, mm-hmm. plot driving, he's central to the plot of, of, uh, of uh, He is just the main character of Black Snake Moon. Of Black Snake Moon, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mace is not at all plot driving. Mm-hmm. He's definitely not a main he, character. He, we talked about he helps drive uh, Anakin to the Yeah, no, and, yeah, he... He's just one of the many pawns that sort of the Emperor moves around, I think. Yeah. Uh, and whether or not he realizes that specific thing. Like in the no, first two movies, know. no. But in the third one, oh, he saves he's, them at the stadium. That's true. Yeah, he's, he that's true. Yeah, not a main character, but still pretty important to the plot. I love his role in the third movie. I think his, his role oh, in the third amazing, movie is, yeah. is solid. And I think it does. It, I mean, yeah, it is the turning point. That is, yeah. It no, is no, the, for sure. That's when yeah, Anakin turns the dark side. When he kills Mace, essentially. Yeah. But he's so central to the... I mean, he is the movie. Even though Anakin did not strike the blow, he killed Mace. Yeah. That's kind of what it comes to. I would say Black Sigmund, yeah. He's the main... I mean, he's doing everything. Yeah. Um, Pulp Fiction, There's, there's, a, it's an ensemble cast. I yeah, mean, no, there's so many stories. I would say he's the most important He's story. the most memorable character to me. From yeah. Really? The movie, yeah. From Pulp? Yeah, who else would it be? Bruce Willis? I, mean, I just... Whenever I think of Pulp Fiction, the scene I think about the most is with John Travolta and Uma Thurman dancing. I do think of... Dancing uh, in the diner. Yes. I do think about that a lot. Second, I think, I think of... My, the first thing I think of is the diner scene, uh, Honey Bunny. Yeah. And I, I love that scene with Samuel Jackson and Tim Roth is so good. It's okay. Yeah. And then uh, what I, most people have said when I asked them, Samuel Jackson, if they go to Pulp Fiction, uh, we'll, we'll do the, the shout out. Say what again? But Eddie, yeah, the say what again. Say what again. Yes. Eddie, 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 as soon as I said, who's the best Samuel Jackson here? He didn't even say Pulp Fiction. He goes, he goes, say what again, motherfucker? Like, yeah. Eddie just quoted it. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, um, most quotable. Pulp Fiction for sure. Yeah. No, without a doubt. Pretty good. Okay. Although there are quotable. although there are good quotes from Star Wars, yeah. they're more like almost comical in a yeah, way. They're, Samuel they're Jackson. Mean. Yeah, they're, they're Samuel mean. Jackson is a badass. Most badass character. It's hard to say. He's so badass as Mace Windu. I think it's he's, just Mace. He's quintessential badass. He's a fucking hitman in Pulp Fiction. He's also a fucking badass in that movie. I, I think mean, the badassery in Star Wars transcends the mundane forms of yeah that's the issue it's very hard to compare like fantasy fantasy sci-fi to our very (laughs) realistic wielding a blade of pure purple that you compare them relatively so i mean like in his universe the coolest guy He's the coolest guy in in yeah. He's, he's I think he is the coolest Jedi. <laughs> in Star Wars, yeah. I I legitimately think yeah. in the prequels he is the coolest character. Quinn Tarantino agrees. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, and that's why he shows Anakin getting the upper hand on him. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, he was exactly. also involved in that. The upper hand because it was his hand was a oh, lord. Yeah, off. as he was striking yeah, the upper the hand. hand. Yeah. yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> you cannot convince me that there is a cooler. 
I guess it's hard to say because Darth Vader is really iconic, but Mace also a... yeah, voiced by voiced by a black actor. Yeah, James yeah. Rose that's Rose. true. Yeah, but not so again. Not, not, once agree. again, not in the prequel for like irreplaceable. Darth Vader would not be the same without James Rose Jones. Oh, voice. oh no, for sure. Dude. Yeah, proven because they needed him again. In the, yeah, in the, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> he sounded worse in in that. But I mean, same thing with Mufasa from Lion King. Apparently, you got to so, have him in the animation and the, replace everyone else except, except him. Rose the Rose. animated Lion King and then the better animated like like well, the computer generated animated still it's still animated like they try to say it's not it's still animated it's just a different type of animation so what coolest character mace i could say with mace yeah yeah mace Mace is just the coolest most powerful mace in their universes i don't think jules is definitely the coolest in the pulp fiction movie and no one's cooler than him in that pulp fiction movie than 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 jules She's coolish. I think that the character is just she just does what. But Mace Windu is is leaps and bounds ahead of anybody else. Oh that. yeah, without like yeah. especially prequels, yeah. yeah. If you compare that form of Darth Vader next to Mace, oh, no. it's just so bad. You turn her against me? That, <laughs> Come on, relax. I think Black Snake Moan. He's a better character, but I think he's got too many flaws to be just considered a badass. Like yeah. he's got so many flaws and so much insecurity. He's more. Emotional. I mean, he's There's just a, a more, regular dude. So yeah. If we're gonna say that our character is more badass, then we I think we should give yours depth because yeah, yeah, there's more depth to his character. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, a range of emotion and 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 you know uh, insecurities. Yeah, I mean, that. I definitely like. Okay, I guess being a blues musician is pretty cool. Oh no, that's but, that's cool. No, that's insane. But for the most really part, he's <laughs> just kind. Of, he's kind of like a washed up old man. Yeah, like, he's the opposite. Well, it's a farm not cool. Yeah. yeah, he grows the best crops in the area. Yeah, from best, what I, from what I hear. best butter beans. <laughs> I just want to say. Yes, they should die, and I hope they burn. I just want to say it a hundred times. It's so much fun. It's so fun to say that line. Um, what are the um, most? Uh, what performance has the the most longevity? Like, what was going to keep people Pulp coming fiction, back, bro? I would say Pulp Fiction, based so based iconic. upon the group of people that I know. Star Wars is going to be Star Wars. Like, is that without Mace Windu? Yes, he's great, but Star people are going to see Star Wars without Mace Windu. Thomas has Pulp watched. Fiction. Star Wars, <laughs> hundreds of times. He's watched Pulp Fiction. So not our, ca- our category of Thomas, yeah. Yes. With, I mean, with respect to this household, how many times has that scene played both out? Both of your movies are obviously way more iconic than Black Snake. Oh, no, sure. no one knows Snake, about this. I think a lot of people know it because it's so fucking. Because it's so, it's so strange. It's so weird. No, it's like it feels like. I think it puts asses in seats because people are like, "What the fuck is going on?" The cover, like, if you're just basing it on like the cover. It almost seems like horror. You see oh, this no. like some dude scary old looking black dude who's chained I mean, up. Arguably, this if you're young a woman, girl, and it yeah. might be horror. It is horrifying situation. No. Trying, you're just trying to get your nut, and this dude chains you up. It's like what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, that is what happened. That's the premise of the movie. It says that that's, on IMDb. That's the yeah. What is quintessential Samuel Jackson? I mean, it's badassness, right? Yeah. Quotable lines. So who's the most quotable? Mace Windu or it definitely has, fiction. has to be from Pulp Fiction. Okay. Yeah, probably. All right. Um, I don't think there are any other relevant categories. Okay, how about... Well, no, I don't want to get too verbose with the categories. Then they're like, we're really dialing on specific things. What I'm saying is like, which performance is the most oh, Samuel? Yeah. yeah. Which which would you ascribe? I think Mace Windu's an outlier, but that's oh, good, no, though. Absolutely. I like that, though. But it's cool when, it, when an actor steps yeah. out of that. And you, you, I would say... Then uh, it becomes even more remarkable. Yeah, I can't imagine, like I said, any other actor being Mace besides 
But yeah, like I said, Pulp Fiction is is who I knew him from. Yeah, I think a lot of people know him from that. that yeah, just, like, I mean, that's, that's one of his earlier yeah. things. I, that kind of, I almost feel like that role was written. That kind of defined, thing. like... It might have been written how for he's him. Perceived, yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. have a particular person in mind when you do it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's the case for Mace, but... Well, Maybe not originally, no, but like we said, it seems like insane he shaped was, the character. It definitely was written for him. And what is awesome about Mace is that... Samuel changed the very fabric of Star Wars with that character. Yeah. It's so insane that I'm sure George Lucas, with control of the prequels, had an exact idea of how he wanted that character Think to be. Think about how authoritarian George Lucas is, yeah. especially when he was making the prequels. And the Mace is like, I want to Samuel, oh, yeah, got, got, got Mace to change a lot. Yeah, so yeah. he did change a lot in Star Wars. Yeah, when you hear all the stories of how combative he was on the original trilogy, yeah. and then just Samuel just comes in with demands, and that's Whoops. just it. Let's see what Instagram had to say. We got uh, Hawthorne.wipes, a man who started following me, or an account that started following me after. <laughs> after I mean, we got, I mean, this, dude's, this dude's following us, and he's, yeah. he's got a, a community basically dedicated. Uh, oh, this is actually Instagram, my man's right here. Hawthorne.wipes, and he said, That's amazing. Mace Windu exclamation mark. He oh, feels yeah. very strongly about that, as well do I. Perfect. Uh, Yvonne Taylor said, Mr. Glass, I loved the sympathetic backstory. And then the rationalization, which what I was talking about, that led to the horror and evil. I also loved his nod to Frederick Douglass in appearance. Best hair, for sure. Best hair, for sure. Without a doubt. He said, "I." She said, "I hated his character in Black Snake Moan." <laughs> uh, uh, and then I said, "I think Brandon might be arguing for his character <laughs> for that character." Uh, I said, "What did you hate about it?" She, never, she didn't get back to me in time. Uh, okay, I thought she was gonna. She might get back. To call she me might an idiot. have a more. Yeah, she might actually have like. She'll get back to us. So if you. Want to see that conversation further? Just follow our Instagram and you'll yeah. look at that post. Maybe you'll see what she had uh-huh. to say. Uh, Mac thirty six, who's been on the podcast twice, community episode of Futurama, said Zeus. I don't know. Somebody look up Zeus. When Wait, he plays Zeus. Well, what? maybe a character named Zeus. Oh, he said Zeus or Hold Up Man from Coming to America, and I don't remember his role in Coming to America either. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. No, it's it's an old film. I would love to see uh, that in the role but of But then this person, Ivan J said, Mace. Just playing the people. Mace. The people have spoken. Yeah. Mace. No, people like Mace. Mace is an amazing character. Megan uh, Mendoza, who's been on a couple episodes, said, Long Kiss Goodnight, which I have not seen that film. Not seen it either. It he plays like... Zeus Carver in Die Hard with the Vengeance. Oh, yes. I did see that he was in Die Hard with the Vengeance. I didn't know his name was Zeus in that. So there you go. The people have spoken. I've spoken. What do we say to people who think that Steven... Uh, was like an I've seen people like it's an Oscar worthy like uh, supporting actor role he does an insanely good job so it's, do we say yeah it's good it's, it's... well people didn't comment on the gram so no we don't say that oh okay so do we have all the data we need have we gathered the facts yeah I'm prepared Jesus Christ does he play Jesus Christ <laughs> I'd watch it he could <laughs> honestly I'd play where are my motherfucking apostles <laughs> I'd like to think of uh Jesus Christ in Nazareth is a little less aggressive. He's got to say motherfucker. Uh, oh, well, turn the temples. Macy, he doesn't say. Oh, Macy absolutely does not say motherfucker. <laughs> That's, That's a family-friendly film. Uh, that being said, <laughs> if you want to Samuel Jackson more reserved role, oh no, it's a deleted scene. Jesus? No, it's when he's, uh, you know, when Jesus goes in uh, flipping tables in the temple. Yeah. yeah out of righteous anger. <laughs> That's biblical. That's, so that's, a, that, that's in the Lord. It's not. Okay. I just love the connection you made. Um. Um. If we have all the data, then... I'm going to need a second. I don't need a second at all. I think that there is a lot to consider. He's been in a lot of stuff. I think we did a good job picking 
Like I said, the only other one I wish we had is Glass to be like fully represented. I think that's a really great role. Are there any but, Samuel Jackson roles that we don't like? Not that I've seen. Like I said, I, I haven't seen all of his... I haven't even seen 10% of his work. I, I wasn't... <laughs> no, we were looking on IMDb. There's just no way. There's no way. Uh, like I said, a lot of people I'm were... only human. People were saying like Senior Love Daddy from Do the Right Thing. I wasn't that impressed. He was hidden behind like sunglasses and a big hat and in a radio studio. It wasn't my favorite. I didn't like him in that role. I mean, I didn't like that role that much. Sure. Like I, I said, I don't know that any actor could have done well in that. It was just not... The character wasn't anything special to me. Mm. There's a lot of situations where... Just, he was a side character. He wasn't anything special. Yeah, sure. Like Mace. It's a side character that turned into something special. Anyway, I, I think we have... I think we, we've we delayed too long. Okay. You should know in your heart at this point. It's simple. Right? Yeah. All right? No, it really is. Three, two, one. Mace. Mace. <laughs> All right. I'm happy either way. I'm happy Look. Jules and Mace. The top two roles. <laughs> the top two, yeah, of course. One and two. One and two. Yeah. Mace is just... Man, when I think of when I think oh, of Samuel, fans. I think of Mace. That's the yeah. thing. I don't think of him from Pulp Fiction. Yeah. That's just the thing that's yeah. most on the front of uh, my that's mind. That's because we're nerds. The, the, the woman I met yeah, that true. today said Mace. Mace is... A, when I said that I was doing Samuel, I said Mace, my dude. Yeah. And it hurts the most to think of him dead. Mm. Yeah. Uh, for sure. He's, He's not dead. Of, yeah, in our He's hearts. on that island. In our hearts. He's on that He's island. He's on Google. I can't believe it. We did it again. We figured out who the best character is and whatever we're talking about, despite the podcast being called Your Favorite Character Sucks. Now, the only question is, what should we do next? You can help us decide by following us at YFCS Pod on Instagram and Twitter and telling us which show, movie, series, book you think we should do. Until then, hit that subscribe button and catch us on the next episode. Thanks for listening.